Hey everyone, and welcome to Story Driven Marketing, the show that helps you leverage your story to become your customer's obvious choice. I'm Helena, your host and co-founder of Tales Consulting, a dedicated B2B brand storytelling and content marketing agency. I dive deep into topics like brand storytelling, narrative positioning, story-driven marketing, and building a brand your customers love, with a new episode every other Wednesday. Because in the words of Plato, those who tell the stories rule the world. Hey, hey, what is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Story-Driven Marketing. Today I want to chat about some terms or topics and how they relate to each other because this is something that really seems to trip people up and that is the difference between your brand's story, your content and your copy. And I think the reason there's so much confusion is really that things have become quite intermingled in today's marketing landscape where it's no longer as cut and dry as, well, Steve is our copywriter, he writes ad collateral, and Jane does our social media, and the leadership de- team develops um, a neat little business plan with our vision, mission, etc., and that altogether is our brand, right? <laughs> it's not like that anymore, because sales cycles have become much more complex. Um, you know, nowadays we're dealing with multiple channels and touch points along the B2B buyer's journey, and even that can't really be neatly split into stages of awareness or clearly allocated as copy, content, or story, even though we try. So the role of the copywriter has spilled over into content, right? Because every piece of content from the get-go is really targeting its own micro-conversion to move people through the funnel. But at the same time, the role of branding has spilled over into content because content has become one of the main ways we build brand. So in today's episode, I really just want to tease these apart um, and give you a better idea of what each concept really entails and how they all fit together in an ideal world or in in your brand and um, what stakeholders you might want to engage or what you ought to be looking out for when thinking of designing like the optimal approach to brand storytelling, to content marketing and to your copywriting. All right, so let's dive in and let us start with your brand story. So your brand story is really about how your brand is perceived in the marketplace, or in other words, how your customer thinks about your brand, how it makes them feel, and how it fits into their own internal narrative. So it is not a specific story, like your origin story or whatever. That actually falls more under content, right? Your brand story is really your highest level piece of messaging that conveys what your brand is all about, like the essence of your brand, but in the context of your customer's internal narrative. And I've recorded several episodes dedicated specifically to this concept of brand storytelling as a messaging strategy. So you can go and check those out if you want to know the exact ins and outs of how to craft an effective brand storytelling strategy. But for the context of today's episode, the main thing you need to understand is that your brand story is the overarching message in everything that you say and do. And all of your sales copy and all of your marketing content should always explicitly or implicitly align with your brand story. Not just that, but also your actions, the actions of every salesperson, you know, it all needs to line up. So your brand story is the top of the hierarchy and its core message should filter through into everything below it. 
So if your brand story is how your brand is perceived in the marketplace, then you need a way to communicate that, right? Because all, um, you know, it's all, it's all good and well to have a defined um, brand story and to have crafted this nice brand storytelling strategy with your exec team um, at a bunch of workshops or whatever. But unless you now bring that to life, it's just as useless as plonking your vision, mission, statement and values, etc. onto your website. Nobody cares. So how do you bring your brand storytelling strategy to life? How do you disseminate your brand narratives to build this picture of your brand and your audience's minds, right? You do that through content marketing. So when you think about your content, I want you to think about it as the vehicle for getting your brand story out there in a way that is genuinely helpful for your audience. So if you think back to previous episodes where I've outlined how brand storytelling as a messaging strategy works... Um, you know, where you layer together the customer's internal story or narrative and their external customer journey, you'll recognize that the internal narrative is what steers the brand story and the external narrative steers the content. What does that mean? It means that to craft your brand story or narratives, the main thing you want to look at is the customer brand intersect. So what's the story that's running through your customers' heads and how can your brand messaging dock onto that? But of course, that story in their heads, that it changes and evolves as they move through your funnel and along their customer journey, right? They reach increasingly higher levels of consumer awareness and consumer sophistication, which means that the way your brand messages um, need to meet them, whether it needs to evolve, In other words, although your brand sentiment and positioning will stay the same, you'll need to answer increasingly sophisticated questions with your content as the journey progresses, because your content should always be an answer to your audience's needs and questions. So to create effective brand content that brings your brand story to life, you really need to understand what's running through your audience's minds at every step of the customer journey. And that is the second layer of brand storytelling. So what you'll want to do here is really break down the customer journey into specific steps and think about it as a series of micro conversions rather than a fluid, big, long process. And I always break it down along the lines of the customer stages of awareness. So going from unaware to problem aware, to solution aware, to product aware, and finally most aware or the point of sale. And for each of those steps, I then brainstorm for my content, okay, What does my customer fundamentally need to understand at this step in order to move to the next step? So for instance, to move from pain aware to solution aware, they might need to understand that their problem is solvable and that, you know, here are the different options for solving it, right? And once they understand that, they will be solution aware. So then when I brainstorm content topics for this step, I think about, okay, how can I get them to recognize this is solvable? And I might come up with a bunch of different ways, for example, a customer story of someone who was just like them, but then solved their problem successfully, or a flowchart showing the exact step-by-step process of how they could solve it, or an educational piece about their problem and the different solution approaches, or, you know, whatever, plenty of different ways to go about this. And which one you pick will always relate back to your, um, you know, your, your customer and their internal story as well. 
So then when I've decided on what kind of pieces I want to create, um, because I know what questions I'm answering, I know which psychological shifts my customer needs to make, then I weave the brand story into all of those pieces and look at disseminating them in the places where my early awareness folks are hanging out, right? So when we deconstruct the customer journey, part of that is mapping out which channels and which touch points um, your audience is at different stages of their journey so that you can disseminate your content effectively to those right channels, to those right touch points with the right messages and the story infused into all of that. Plus, of course, you also want to integrate the right keywords so that we can catch people off the search engines too. And then I will do the same for every other step, you know, to check through the micro conversions one by one until we reach the ultimate conversion. And your website will sit somewhere along that journey, you know, and all of your content plays a role here and all of that stuff needs to work together to paint a nice coherent picture of your brand story, your messaging and your positioning. So what you can see here is that your brand story and content really need to go hand in hand to have the desired effect. Uh, you know, one without the other isn't going to do much. So that's why we don't advocate for just crafting a story or a set of narratives um, or for just creating a content strategy, right? But instead for crafting a story-driven content strategy so that your story has a way of being strategically brought to life and your content is continuously infused by the same brand messaging, the same brand narrative, the same brand positioning so that it really works to build your brand. And what that does is slowly but surely establish you as the trusted authority because your audience sees that you really get them, you get where they're at, you get what they need, and most importantly, you get how to help them. And once you've established that authority and trust, you can start building a meaningful relationship by helping them navigate their own customer journey, um, you know, by, by assuming that role of the guide, which then, you know, makes you the obvious choice when they actually come to that conversion step. And, you know, your content, that can come in many shapes and sizes. It's really everything from videos to images, flowcharts, checklists, infographics, podcasts, articles, stories, posts, the list goes on. There are tons of ways you, you can convey the necessary information in your content. And which formats that you choose will ultimately come down to the channels where your audience hangs out and how they like to consume information. But it also depends a little bit on the stage of the journey where they're at. You know, for example, telling actual stories is super helpful at the top of the funnel where you're trying to hook people in and build a relationship. But you don't want to be telling stories at the point of conversion, right? On, on the checkout page where all that's left is that your customers are wanting to see the price and the outline of what happens next. So like the post order process, right? Um, because at that point, you don't want to start telling stories. You might, you might have a t um, testimonial there somewhere, which I suppose is a form of story, but you don't want to be telling them about Barbara, who was making a similar purchasing decision and yada, yada, yada. It is not relevant at that point of the funnel. So when choosing your formats, consider which channels you're targeting, what your audience's stage of awareness is, and of course their preferences and how they like to consume information. So that was content, Okay. So then what is copy? Right, your copy is your virtual salesperson. So this is all of your text that is written with the specific purpose of getting people to take action. And the action could be anything. It could be subscribing to your newsletter, booking a demo, or, you know, the ultimate conversion, buying your stuff. 
which means that you'll want to pepper conversion copy throughout the whole process strategically in a way that it supports your micro and macro conversions. So although the bulk of your content might be educational, which means that its primary purpose is to educate and to move people to the next level of awareness and sophistication, whenever you want to ask for a specific action, you will employ copy. And although copy has its own very distinct set of requirements to be effective, the main premise of conversion remains the same as for the entire story-driven marketing approach. In other words, it's having a deep and intimate understanding of your customer and what's going on in their heads, and then joining that conversation with the intent to move them forwards in the sales process. But I suppose what's unique about copy as opposed to content is that it's far more strategic in the way it applies psychological principles of persuasion. Because in your copy, everything from the exact word choice to the layout or how messages are presented on a page, and of course also the design, they're all engineered for conversion. Every single word is intentional, and a great copywriter will be able to tell you the exact reasoning for every single word, every single message, and every formatting element on the page. And messing with any of that can have a huge impact. So copy is precise, it's meticulous, and it's highly intentional. And it works because every single element is engineered to work. Whereas content is more forgiving, and it works by building a certain picture over time. Perhaps in an ideal world, all content would be copy, and maybe this will become feasible with better AI-assisted workflows. But right now, there's a distinction that it pays to be aware of, because it means you can identify the places where you ought to be using copy to increase the overall efficiency of your content marketing engine. So just to recap... Growth happens when your brand's story, your content, and your copy fit together like the pieces of a puzzle. When your brand's story is embedded into the context of your audience's internal narrative, and your content works to bring that to life consistently throughout your audience's customer journey, to build trust and position you as a knowledgeable authority whom your audience is prepared to listen to so that they read your copy, so that they move through your funnel and ultimately pick you when it comes to the point of conversion. That is how story, content and copy work together like the wheels of a well-oiled machine. And if you're missing one of the cogs, the rest will have to work so much harder or the whole engine just falls apart. So if you're chasing business growth, perhaps you'll want to invest in an integrated communication strategy instead of throwing time and money at something that doesn't scale well, because it will make all the difference. All right, guys, I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, as always, you can find me on LinkedIn at Helena Merschdorf, or you can reach out to me at tales.co.nz. That is T-A-L-E-S dot and I shall see you in the next episode where I'll be looking at how ChatGPT and the like can actually help you with brand storytelling. It's a goodie that you don't want to miss, so I hope that I will see you there.